The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. How is everybody doing today? Uh, I'm here to walk along with you during this difficult time for everybody. Normal, It's normal for all of us to feel some level of uh, anxiety and fear. You want to talk about it? I'm here. You have questions? I'm here. We can certainly talk. I have, again, received some wonderful emails that I want to share with you. And um, I want to look look at a lot of the positivity that's coming out of this because I find that the community is coming together really nicely and people are helping others. And I think it's important. Some of my colleagues, as well as myself, have decided to also set aside time in our schedules to uh, speak to people. So offering uh, short free sessions for people who are struggling. And by the way, if you want to take advantage of that, you can email me and you email me with your phone number and I will get back to you or one of my colleagues will get back to you so we can have a chat and so that you don't have to feel so alone. Um, I would be happy to do that. So my email address is laurie at drlaurie.com. Uh, L-A-U-R-I-E at D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E. Coming up, uh, we're going to speak with Dr. Jason Behrman. He is uh, our tech specialist. So we're going to talk about uh, some fun stuff and some some things that have to do with uh, dating and, and new ways of connecting and things like that. Maybe we'll help you find different ways that you can connect with loved ones and, and connect with uh, with family, but he's also a, um, he also knows a whole heck of a lot about public health. It's some of his research in public health, so I want him to elaborate with us as well on uh, on what social distancing actually means. Because I'm still still hearing from people that are running into this group and that group, and they're out for a walk and they're seeing teenagers still congregating really close to each other. So still a lot of people who don't get the concept and why it's so. Um, so important. So we'll do that. Uh, Let me share a couple of emails with you first. And first of all, I have a friend who posted this that I wanted to share. Because we are inundated with statistics and news that serve little purpose other than creating more fear, not necessarily intentional, let's toast to those who feed our imaginations with better things. Because at the end of the day, a strong yet flexible mindset and a conviction that no matter what we will pull through is what this is all about. Life will always throw us challenges, some bigger than others, and what determines the outcome is how we choose to react. And so I share this with you, my dear friends. Let's all be kids again, armed with an ability to imagine and a contagious enthusiasm, no pun intended. These are the viruses we need right now. Enthusiasm, hope, maybe just a change of lens. This too shall pass. Uh, my question for Dr. Lori would be, what day are you at in your quarantine? I think this is uh, four, five, six, uh, oh my, I'm losing track. I came home on a Wednesday, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is day six of quarantine for me, uh, or self-isolation, I should say, because I don't have any uh, symptoms, thankfully. 
yet. Anyhow, uh, a couple of other texts. Hope all is well with you and yours. I was just talking to my daughter. She has five kids, and she told me something very nice. Maybe you know of it, maybe you don't. People have been decorating their living room windows with all kinds of decorations. Most popular are rainbows. This is so when people go for walks, they can see all the different things decorating windows. What a great idea. just thought I would share that with you. I love that idea. Another friend posted something where people are posting hearts on uh, on their doors because really it's the only thing people are can do is take a walk and even when you take a walk if you go with with anybody you're still six feet away from the other person and what I noticed because I did go for um, I went for a walk with my husband but I'm isolated from him so we're always a minimum of six feet away from each other which is kind of weird because we usually walk hand in hand but anyway uh, that was the case but every time we met we met others it was like everybody's very conscious now like they cross the street they don't come near their pets don't aren't allowed to come near you so we're all in this and we're 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 all in this together we're all experiencing this unfortunately there are some people who are struggling far more than others simply because they have pre-existing either pre-existing anxiety or depression this is simply exacerbating it um so uh, that's that's difficult hi doctor i just want to let you know that we will be released from cfb trenton after 14-day quarantine from grand princess cruise ship and there we had spent four days in our inside windowless cabin we have been away from home since february 18th if you think it's bad listen to this right our attitude was filled with humor stay safe and healthy uh, and and that's a very good point uh, one's attitude really matters in a situation like this right because there are some things you can control in life and this is certainly one of them well you can do you can behave in such a way as to have um to be cautious of certain things, but you still can't control it completely, right? So, but what we all have control over, the one thing we all have is the ability to choose how we respond. And I think we have to keep remembering that, that um, being able to see the positives around us, I know that, that it's really, really difficult, but um, for, for some people, but we have to look for what are those silver linings? What are the, the positives creating new routines for ourselves, creating new ways of being, uh, together, even if it means virtually, I had a lovely dinner with my seven girlfriends tonight virtually we all ordered from our favorite restaurant the one we always meet at a shout out to del frisco's that are delivering now so i'm thrilled we all ordered our food and uh sat in front of our uh, our ipads computers phones what have you and we chatted and we just hung out hung out for a couple of hours and it was absolutely uh, lovely and great to be able to see our friends. And then we, we did it again. Uh, we scheduled another meeting again for, uh, for Thursday so that we, we can hang out with each other. And my husband was telling me too, that for him, he's been on the phone uh, uh, quite a bit with uh, a lot of friends that he had lost touch with. So that's a very positive thing. He's connecting with a lot of uh, long lost friends or friends that we just don't have the time in our day to day to be able to reach out to. So reach out, reach out to these people, reach out to, to people in your contacts, your friends, reach out through Facebook, have conversations, talk. This is, this is a community 
of like, this is happening to all of us. So let us be that community. And that's one of the positives I'm finding is that instead of being in our own rat race, which we're all on our hamster wheels, and I'm guilty of that too. Uh, we have very little time for other people. We have very little time for the, that kind of socializing. And this is allowing us now to stop, to actually stop. It's forcing us to stop. It has forced me to stop. And I'm a workaholic. And it just, wow, it, it's a whole new way <laughs> of uh, of being. But that could be a positive thing too. So we have to, we got to flip it. And, uh, and start looking at the things we can do and what we can get out of it. So coming up, we're going to talk with uh, Dr. Jason Behrman, who is a specialist in artificial intelligence and technology and also public health. So we'll talk uh, to him about what, why social distancing is so important. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. I love this. Somebody wrote in, actually Gray, who's still at work because he's a necessity, um, a positive, working from home in your fuzzy slippers every day's casual Friday. And I may add, my girlfriends and I all laughed about this, no need for a bra. And if a lot of women can relate to this, what's the first thing you do when you get home from work? (laughs) You strip off the bra. Um, All right. Anything else you want to add? Please do at 514-800. Um, it's important to remind everyone to drink plenty of water and to equally remember to use hand lotion after regular hand washing as the virus enters and more easily embeds itself within dry mucous membranes and tiny skin cracks. And it's true. And your hands get super, super dry after all of that purelling and, and washing and, and what have you. Another positive too, is look what's happening with climate change. Have you seen the, um, uh, they, they did some, uh, um, like, uh, I don't know how you call, call those, but they're like images, I guess from up top or what have you, where they, you can see the difference in what's happening to our climate. So that's a positive to restore something. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know how we can sustain that, but nonetheless, maybe we figure out that, Hey, we don't need all this other stuff. I don't know. All right, joining me right now is Dr. Jason Behrman. He is our regular here on Passion. He's a specialist in artificial intelligence and technology. He has done research in public health as well. Always happy and always a thrill to have him on the air. Hi, Dr. Jason. How are you? Hi, Dr. Laurie. I'm I'm doing well. And my, 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 how the world has changed since the last time I was on. I know, a mere, a mere month ago. And look at, look at what we're talking. We can't even see each other, so that's number one. So you, you're not in studio. I'm in my, uh, my home studio now. So luckily for me, I was able to get nicely set up so I can actually do the show from home, which is fabulous. Um, but then I can't, don't get to see some of my favorite people. And that's, you're one of those. <laughs> Well, thanks for that, but uh, we all got to do uh, what we got to do, and what's very important with public health is that it is a social society kind of thing, Yeah. so we can only be as successful with our public health initiatives as much as everybody works together to collaborate to get through this uh, brief period of hardship, and right. I assure you it will be brief if we all work together. Right, and I like what you said, that the word collaboration is really 
really important, which is why I really want to stress this tonight is because I know a lot of people are, are expressing anger and frustration at seeing so many people not following the guidelines. I also yeah. notice that we're not um, in the media. They're calling it physical distancing now rather than social distancing, because I think we can still be social and distant, uh, but it's just about being physical, being in close proximity. So let's explain why physical distancing is so important. Well, the situation at hand is that we have a a pandemic and we have a virus that is transmitted fairly easily between people when they're in close proximity. So through coughing, through sneezing, heavy breathing, um, forceful speaking, I guess you could say, there Mm -hmm. are little tiny droplets that will enter the air that contain the virus particles and they could land on surfaces that you touch shortly afterwards, and then like you will rub your face, and that will be one way to transmit it. Mm-hmm. Um, also with coughing and sneezing, these little particles can enter the air, and you can inhale them, and that can infect your respiratory tract, and that's like a, the key method of transmission for this virus. So what you said before was like the cracks in the hand uh, where the virus might get into your hands there. Uh, don't worry about that. Okay. This, this, this virus really attacks your, your sinuses, your respiratory passageways, your lungs. That's, that's where it is okay. um, primarily. That, that's like a, the route of entry into your body. And um, this is why the testing for the coronavirus, for example, it requires a, a slight swab right. in, your, in your nose. Because uh, those cells in the back of your nose is where uh, the the virus in particular really likes to to hang out and multiply. Okay, okay, makes sense. So the basic issue with like social, uh, well, sorry, physical distancing now, we're calling it, is Mm -hmm. just to stay apart from people. If you have to be in um, a room or an area with people that you're not with normally. So uh, if you're about six feet or more away from other people, the chances of you uh, getting exposed to a little droplet uh, from somebody's sneeze or cough or heavy breathing, um, when you're that far apart, it's very low. And so you shouldn't worry about disease transmission. Um, But you still have to practice uh, good hygiene. So uh, avoid touching your face as much as possible. I know that is difficult, but still do it. Mm -hmm. Whenever you touch any kind of surfaces or public surfaces, like wash your hands before you handle any kind of food, touch your face, touch other people. Um, a trick that I like to do is I never push buttons with my finger. Oh, I, I never do it. either. Yeah. I push it with my knuckle. Yeah, So, you me know, too. Like you just curl your finger and then mm-hmm. you just push the buttons, whether it be for a credit card machine or a debit transaction an or elevator. an elevator. Yeah. yeah I yeah. never touch with my finger. It's, I've done that just, forever, though. That I've, I've practiced that forever. I never touch handrails or I wash my hands right after I touch like a, a public handrail or an escalator rail or something like that as well. But Very it's just, idea. it's making people so much more conscious. I just hope it doesn't increase OCD, <laughs> um, but it's certainly making people far more aware uh, as to what good hygiene is. And actually we, it, we should be carrying out this kind of hygiene, I mean, aside from the physical distancing, but the kind of hygiene that we're doing in terms of the hand washing and not touching the surfaces and, and cleaning your hands after touching public surfaces, will uh, like it will reduce the regular flu in, in a... Absolutely. Yeah. 
So, so that's a good call. And uh, definitely, if you are a high-risk population or someone who is immunocompromised or has other kinds of uh, complicating health uh, conditions, uh, throughout the year, it doesn't matter where you live or mm-hmm. what time of year it is, you have to be on the lookout for just the regular flu, yeah. which for the most part is not very deadly at all. It's, uh, I don't know, I think this year's strain of flu is about uh, 0.36% uh, mortality rate, okay. which is low. Mm-hmm. But if you're in one of these high-risk uh, population groups, which includes the elderly and people that have the health conditions I just mentioned, right. um, the death rate can go well over 2%. Right. So that, that becomes significant. So if you have an elderly home that has 100 people in it, just the regular flu could come in and like, not only will a whole bunch of people get sick and they could have severe morbidities, but, you know, two, three, four people may very well just die just from having one person come in with the flu and visit grandma or grandpa. Yeah, somebody was, and, I was reading um, that the, for COVID-19, it's about 3% in terms of the um, mortality, mortality rate. rate. Yeah. And then I saw this, this meme I thought was brilliant to get people to understand um, because people are still not, you know, they, they hear 3%, they're worried. But it went like this. If I gave you 100 Skittles and told you that amongst those 100, three of them could kill you, would you eat any of them? (laughs) Would you eat any of them? Right? So we have to behave with that that in mind. It's like that's the whole point. So being in a crowd of 100, um, you know, again, it's the same thing. It's the same. That's why we're not allowed to, to congregate and to be in crowds. So just a mm-hmm. couple of texts here. Um, <laughs> Howie Mandel must be fit to be tied. <laughs> That's quite true. I uh, had a little bit of OCD. Uh, physical social distancing, the new buzz phrase, says Mark. And Just Drew says, I'm very glad that they're calling it physical distancing instead of social now because it sounds less lonely. I agree. But that yeah. social distancing was like depressing to hear it um, said like that. Because you don't, you really don't have to stop being social. And I know tonight we're going to talk about different ways that people uh, can stay social. And I think that's really, really important. Uh, and then there's a question for you, um, which we'll get to after 10:30. But it's about um, wants to know about safe video chat platforms for sexy times. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I will. I will name two. Yeah, for sure. Where there's where it's private, where there's no no screenshots, things like that. Uh, and another one said, uh, "I've never flushed a public toilet with my hand. I've been using my foot since forever. I do that too. I've never touched Me it with too. my hand either. Or if it has to be, it's with a." piece of paper attached but again these are we can have a whole people have all kinds of uh tricks and and uh do-it-yourself kind of ways of disinfecting hotel rooms and that do it on a regular basis like you talk to people who do this on a regular basis now and before we'd say oh that sounds crazy you're nuts and now we're like looking at them saying, oh, well, that's, that's, tell me more. <laughs> How can I do this, you know? <laughs> well, with like the, the disinfecting of surfaces, I find that this goes way too far. And um, I think a lot of it is quite wasteful and it's just a big waste of time. So the better strategy is to never touch your face and to always wash your hands after you touch a surface that you think could have been in contact with whatever it is. So just frequent hand washing is a good idea. But also we know now that um, the virus is is very labile, we call it. So it will fall apart uh, shortly after being like launched out into the environment. Like a virus is not a living creature. So it can't like fix itself up. Like
cell can. Mm-hmm. Um, so they see that once it's been on the surface of like plastic or other kinds of materials, like it's not really viable as a, an infectious agent, like well after like 12, 14 hours or something like that. Right. So if you leave something alone, like even if somebody like sneezes into something, leave it alone, stay away from it for like a day. And it'll be don't, fine. Don't, don't be paranoid. Like it's not going to okay. come and bite you. So in other words, if I, if I sneeze into my sleeve, I don't have to wash that shirt immediately, you know, cause everybody's saying sneeze into your elbow Well, yeah. you're wearing clothes. So okay. what do we do with the clothes? Do well, we have to change you, our clothes every time? Well, if you sneeze into your elbow and you don't think that you're infected with COVID, first of all, if, if you're infected with COVID and you know this, you've got a definitive yeah, that's uh, diagnosis. Right. Um, then you shouldn't be around anybody, especially right. if you're coughing and sneezing. Right. So I don't care if you're wearing nothing at all. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Stay away from people, far, far away, yes. But with that being said, if you sneeze into your elbow, which is uh, which everybody should do, yeah. um, everybody should be aware, don't grab somebody around their elbow. Just leave that part of their body as a no-no region. Well, that's true. That's a good point. I never thought of that, actually. That's right. Don't touch somebody's elbow i love it uh, just drew wrote it's so ironic weeks ago we were talking about how our kids use their devices too much now we're glad they have them <laughs> yeah. and then roberto says i know people that would eat all the skittles well those are um, stupid risk takers what are they calling them they're covid idiots now there's a whole new terminology for covid idiots <laughs> oh i like that one yeah. is that good yeah um all right coming up we'll talk uh, to J- dr jason Behrman about technologies to keep us socially connected and i just downloaded one today and uh, I, I'm loving it and uh, connecting with family members, my kids and, and my friends. Um, but there's plenty out there and for dating as well. There's You don't have to give up dating, just not doing it the conventional way. That's it. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. My guest tonight is Dr. Jason Behrman. He's a specialist in artificial intelligence and technology uh, with a background in in public health. He's done research in public health. Um, Dr. Behrman, before we get to the different technologies to connect us, I have a few questions. I'm not sure if you can answer, but maybe you can. Uh, why is the quarantine over three weeks? I heard that the incubation period is only two weeks, but now the premier wants to tack on an extra three weeks. But I've been in quarantine for almost two weeks as soon as it was recommended and haven't traveled anywhere. If we all are quarantined at the same time, then wouldn't it be only the infected shown and the rest of us can live like normal? Now I'm scared to get food and didn't prepare because I thought this would be over soon. So the whole issue of quarantining, we should talk about that. Okay. I think there might be a little bit of uh, confusion between um, – sorry, I'm getting echo feedback. Can we fix this a little bit? I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, we're not hearing the feedback. We're not hearing the echo. Okay. I get a double echo. Okay. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your earpiece. <laughs> okay. So um, with the – with, with the, uh, the the three week, uh, I, I believe that the, the listener is referring to Legault saying that we are now going to have three weeks of uh, lockdown yes. or uh, practicing strict 
social or physical distancing policies. Mm -hmm. But in general, for the quarantine, we ask for 14 days or two weeks, because if you're not showing symptoms by that time, you should be okay. And even if you're asymptomatic and carrying the virus, after 14 days, you shouldn't be like significantly contagious to other people. So I think there might be a little bit of a confusion between the three weeks that Legault just announced in Mm -hmm. terms of broader public health uh, initiatives versus an individual initiative to quarantine yourself for 14 days if you came from abroad or you may have been exposed to someone that does have COVID-19. Exactly. Right now what they're saying is if you're falling to those categories, like myself, I was traveling, then it's in, uh, that is what was recommended, the two-week quarantine. But if you don't, then, and people are still going out to shop and they're still going, you just have to be very, very vigilant and careful. But they're what they're saying is shut down ev- practically everything so that we avoid coming into contact with other people and potentially people who might be carrying the virus. So I would say you can try ordering food online that now uh, grocery stores are are now um, delivering. delivering. And so you, there's different ways that you uh, you can find your food. You can also go get food. Just be very vigilant. Don't go anywhere six feet near anybody else, I think, is, is if you can manage that. Or go up during completely off times, you know. Some places are open later, so you can go for that and stuff like that. So I know there's a lot of people asking questions. I don't know if you feel comfortable answering well, some of these. I, I, I'm health. happy to answer them, but I could go a little bit further if, if you would like um, about like the three week period. Yeah. That, that was quoted by uh, and Lego. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, is that we don't have a cure for this virus and we don't have a vaccine. And we know that it's probably going to pass through the population just like a common cold will. And this is why you hear a lot of people saying um, that maybe 40 to 70 percent of the population will get COVID-19. And that's true. And don't panic. Um, Most of us will have mild to like um, bothersome cold symptoms. Um, It's just that some vulnerable populations um, will get hit very hard by this and they will require hospitalization. So we know that this is just going to go through our population, okay? And Mm -hmm. what we don't want is for thousands upon thousands of people to all go to the emergency room at once desperately ill. So this is why we have to do this uh, physical distancing, because it will just slow the spread of the virus to a point where it is manageable. And we know that over the next three weeks, things are going to really get bad. Like there's going to be a spike in cases. And this is going to be on top of the regular flu that we already have that's going to, you know, cause complications in a small subpopulation of people that live around us. And we're just going to become overloaded. And so they're expecting this epidemic in the United States, for example, to peak in about June. Here, we're looking at it in about um, April-ish. And so this is why um, it's recommended that for like the next three weeks for us to really practice physical distancing as much as possible to just flatten out the number of people that we know will go to the emergency room. Right. Uh, Somebody asked about pets. Are pets susceptible to contracting the virus and can they transmit it to their human counterparts? I heard it lives on their fur for three hours. 
Um, it would be similar to other uh, surfaces, uh, like if you sneeze on a piece of plastic or a countertop, it would be similar to that. Okay. I have heard of people like freaking out, thinking that their dog can transmit it. Right, and by licking I, them. I or haven't something. heard of any scientific right. evidence that confirms that. Right. No, I ha- and I think um, some uh, there was a vet on. There was an interview with a vet who said you can't get it from your you can't get it from the dog except from the fur. Like if somebody with the the sneeze on him or or whatever. Had a dirty hand, has a dirty hand, exactly. Then you touch your face. Exactly. Do you that know? That is a major problem. Right. What, um, someone wants to know what does the testing for the virus involve exactly? How long does it take to get results? I'm not exactly sure how quickly you can get the results. You could um, query that online, and they should give you a, a quick right. answer. But I believe within. Uh, Within 48 hours, they're trying to have a, that, that rapid turnaround because it's right. very important for you to get tested and it's very important for you to know the results, okay? Right. Because we can only have a successful public health campaign if people know what their status is. So it's the same for, for any disease out there, whether it's HIV to, you know, the flu. Um, if you're sick with something, if you know what you're sick with, you can plan appropriately. Right. You know what kind of risk you pose to others in your entourage. And we could also keep uh, very necessary statistics to monitor the situation so we know how well we're doing as a society right. and also as uh, in public health in general. But they're saying that you'd only go for testing if you've come into contact with or, or you have symptoms. Right now, they're not testing everybody right now. Um, That's what you I You should call and get tested if you suspect that you have been exposed. Um, if you are showing any kinds of signs, such as fever, is definitely a red flag. Um, uh, significant coughing and sneezing that's not related to, you know, the occasional sneeze you get in the right. morning when you're waking up or right, something right, like that. Right. Like, don't worry about that. Right. So a woman writes, or somebody writes in, I'm 81 and live alone in my apartment. Do I have to keep washing my hands in my home? That's a good question. When you're in your own home and you haven't touched, you haven't seen anybody else, nobody has come into your house Absolutely not. So okay. the only reason why you wash your hands is if there is a, a, a significant or real risk that it actually came in contact with viral particles. If you are in your home and there's nobody that's infected in your home, you're perfectly fine. And you could go about your life in, in, with rose-colored glasses. I mean, put on some rose-colored glasses and pretend that the, the chaos <laughs> outside is not happening. And you know what? Nothing will change in your life. Okay. That makes sense. Unless somebody's bringing in something from the outside... There's a possibility. What about that? Like if somebody's bringing you some shopping and because I know people are worried about it being on, let's say, uh, I don't know, you get delivered a box of cereal that somebody else touched that box of cereal that may have the virus. Very good question. And so what we're practicing now, I see a lot of people is uh, we do not answer the door and have a face-to-face interaction with someone, mm-hmm. even if they're a delivery person or, okay. or, or whomever. So you just ask them to ring the bell and put whatever item it is uh, in front of your door. And when they walk away, you open up the door and you pull in the items into your house. If you're concerned about the, the surfaces package. of the items yeah. having viral particles on them, um, just leave those items alone for a day oh, and uh, yeah, deal with them then. And but when you pull sense. them into, the, into your home, just um, if you touch anything, just wash your hands lightly afterwards for about 20 seconds with soap and water and you'll be fine. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Get your package, leave them there. That makes perfect, perfect sense. Um, it's just physical distancing, so you could do it in any number of ways. 
So one way is just to keep, you know, six feet or more distance between you and another person. Others is, you know, talk uh, through a plexiglass or, you know, use a phone to communicate with someone through a wall. Like, you could right. be quite creative. Yes, you can. Uh, another person writes, I was wondering if it's still safe and recommended to take taxis and whether they are relatively safer or the same as public transit risk-wise. Um, I don't know exactly what the, the yeah, person, I like a, a numerical quantification of risk for a taxi versus uh, the subway. But I noticed yeah. uh, lately, uh, I, I always take public transit, by the way. Um, still, are you still taking, the, are you going out now at all or no? Oh, no, I've been oh, okay. working at home for over a week. But um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I, I have to commute to work during the winter using public transit. During the summer, I ride a bicycle. Okay. But I noticed that people on the, on the Metro in Montreal, thank you very much, by the way, were all practicing physical distancing. So when you would get onto the Metro, everybody uh, chose seating that was as far as possible from any other rider. Okay, and that good. was just a great example of people behaving appropriately. Cooperating, and, yeah. And there's a lot of uh, ventilation in the cars, I noticed. Uh, More so, huh? They're that way. So right. there's lots of airflow, and I don't feel uncomfortable being right. in an environment like that. Right. I'm not sure I would be comfortable going into a taxi right now. Just, uh, I don't know. That would be something that might concern me. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Joining me tonight is uh, Dr. Jason Behrman, super knowledgeable. Uh, Not only is he a specialist in artificial intelligence and technology, but has a research background in public health as well. And we're going to have to get him back on the show because the questions just keep pouring in. Uh, Just one last question and then we'll get to the uh, technologies. I'm having a delivery from IGA tomorrow and I need to sign his visa machine. So I will be wearing gloves, but I will be face to face with him. Um, what do I and what do I do with the groceries there, right there? So that's Angela wants to know that. So, what, any precautions to be taken there? Well, just just be polite and uh, ask the person to put the machine down right in front of the door, um, and you could speak to them through the glass or with the door slightly ajar but not fully open. And when they put it down and they take a step back, um, up to six feet away, open the door. Sign, uh, sign the, the, the terminal and just put it back down on the ground, and then they will collect the terminal and they'll walk away. Right. And you could open the door fully and bring the groceries into your home. Right. Um, you don't have to wear gloves for this. Like, don't, don't bother. Uh, it's just a waste of money. But when you bring in your items and after you let them go, go wash your hands go with soap and water and right. um, do the frothing, uh, hand-rubbing action for about 20 seconds. Or it's about equivalent to singing um, Happy Birthday or, you know, um, two verses of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. That's roughly about 20 seconds. Right. So people are asking, too, like, if you need to go do your groceries and you can't take a taxi. Nobody says you can't take a taxi. But in a taxi, you're not six feet, as somebody pointed out, you're not six feet away from the cab driver. Exactly. And this is why you don't take a taxi. We're asking everybody to please stay home unless you absolutely have to go outside. So get delivered. Get your stuff delivered as much as possible. Please have your stuff 
delivered or if you know somebody reach out to somebody in your community who mm-hmm. will deliver for you i know my husband has done that for several people and uh and uh, just to, to to just to do his duty you know he feels yeah. it's for the community and since he can go out he will do the delivery so uh you will find other people who will be able to deliver that to you and practice the same thing leave it at the door you don't have to be face to face with anybody uh, so one of the big issues, of course, that people uh, or one of the things that we're looking at is how do we keep the social connections going, which is kind of it's kind of a silly question, really, in, in a sense that in years past, before the Internet, before all of this, we just used the phone, right? We used to call up yeah. people and we used the phone. But now we have so many more options available. And I have to say um, being able to see, like when I'm, when I have a, a, a conference call, let's say with my kids to be able to see them, it makes such a difference and it warms my heart. It makes me feel less alone. It makes me feel less lonely and, and less missing them when I can actually see them. So what are some of the best technologies or, or the, or some apps or things that people can use to socialize with others? Well, some of the the ones with the best reputations, I would say, for the kind of video conferencing call where you can have a phone call but also watch the video of the person speaking to mm-hmm. you, I would recommend if you have an Apple product to use something called FaceTime. Yeah. So this will allow you to do that type of conference call between two Apple products. If the other person does not have an Apple product, it won't work. So I recommend another alternative that is uh, by Microsoft, and it's called Skype. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I recommend FaceTime and Skype is that they have the best reputations in terms of privacy and, and encryption. So it's difficult for other people to intercept what it is you're doing as you're um, making that phone call. Okay. And if you're looking for something like a more kind of like romantic experience with someone else, uh, privacy is quite important, as yes. you can imagine. As somebody, one, uh, uh, there was a early uh, text about that is... Uh, you know, somebody who wants to do a little sexy time, uh, what are some good or safe video chat platforms? Yeah, so I would say, once again, like FaceTime or Skype. There are others like um, WhatsApp and also, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, I am now dra- drawing a blank. Uh, I Snapchat, use excuse me. Snapchat? Snapchat that a lot of okay. people use use for these uh, for similar kind of, you know, sexy time kind of conversations. But given that WhatsApp is owned by Facebook and Snapchat um, itself is also one of these like freemium social media networks, Mm -hmm. they kind of have a bad reputation lately with reason about uh, protecting users' privacy. So I will not endorse those kind of apps because of their poor record in preserving Mm -hmm. our our privacy and the confidentiality nature of our our phone calls that we make all using these apps. That's scary. Now, I just downloaded an app that my, my daughter sent me a link to called House Party. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, everybody's talking about this. Okay, I'm enjoying that one. Uh, it is fun. I, I, I think people should try it. Yeah, why not? Okay, so House Party is an app, but you'll notice it. It has a hand on it. I think the background is red and the hand is yellow, and I got all my friends on it too, so we're actually going to uh, use that. And I, I just think because we did, um, we connected through Messenger, through Facebook Messenger, and I didn't find the quality so great. Um, all of them can have... Um, good experiences and bad experiences. And I know even with the best technology, sometimes you just get a, a laggy connection and um, it's just it just doesn't work very well. 
So in cases like that, sometimes it it, uh, it can be solved if you just hang up and then reconnect. Um, but yeah, the the quality will vary between apps and service providers. And now, because everybody's in, well, or everybody ought to be practicing physical distancing, people are using the internet a heck of a lot, and we're noticing that it's becoming overloaded in certain regions. So you should expect some technologies to be acting a little on the fritz. Right, yes. And I even heard something like Netflix is also going to reduce the quality or something because there's too many people, yep. I guess, too many people on there at the same time. Yeah, not enough bandwidth, as we we call it. Okay, not enough bandwidth. Is there anything to be done about that? or um, Improve the infrastructure for <laughs> telecommunications in Canada, which we desperately need an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so somebody says, so basically I'm safe to be naked on FaceTime? Nobody can... You still grab a screenshot, couldn't you, on FaceTime? <clears throat> Only will... do um, video calls where you're undressing and uh, exposing like your face and your identity with someone that you trust for a really long time and know really, really well, because you have no idea if that person is somehow filming that or recording right. the conversation. Right. And th there are other apps that you could use to do that without you even knowing it. Oish, so if yeah. you have that concern... Sorry? Yeah, no, it's scary. Um, okay, so if you have that kind of fear, like, just um, make it a little kinky and wear a little mask. You could wear, like, like you know, a little uh, Catwoman <laughs> mask or something yeah. else that's hot. And you could uh, disguise your identity. And then if somebody even films the conversation without you knowing it, you can't be identified. So have fun. <laughs> All right. Oh. Another t person wrote, let's go back to talking to each other. Skype mm -hmm. or FaceTime and OMG, just calling someone. However, these apps are easily hacked and anyone can watch you. So you may turn up as a U-porn star. Can anyone just watch you? Is that a possibility? Well, that's why I recommend FaceTime and Skype is because they have something called end-to-end -end encryption, which makes it very, very difficult for somebody to intercept that call and see what ah. exactly is going on or what is being said. Okay. And some of the others do not offer that is what you're saying. They can, somebody can actually be watching you having that conversation? Some are better encrypted than others. Some do not use encryption, and I would highly recommend that you do not use uh, those services and those apps. But you need to do your own research and your own homework in, uh, in terms of like what kind of technology they use to protect your privacy. And if you're not the most literate person on that topic, which the vast majority of people aren't, um, this is why I say like you've got to go towards the more reputable um, services out there like Skype and FaceTime. Right. That's why we have you on the show, my dear. Well, I do my <laughs> best to inform everybody. That is why we've got you here. But you know what? I think um, I'm going to have you back on uh, again, maybe if we can arrange it, but this week or so, so we can talk about... Uh, other kinds of connections and maybe we can focus on some of the funner stuff like connecting uh, sexually and things like that and how people's behaviors are changing on dating apps as well. So if yeah. you're willing, and of course you know you'll get all kinds of uh, pandemic questions So uh, as a public uh, health person. So if you're okay with that, we'd love to have you back on the show. What do you say? It would be my pleasure and I love doing uh, my civic duty, which is informing people on how to face Stay safe and, you know, uh, just enjoy life. So. I love that. Your civic duty. Well, thank you very much. I uh, am very grateful. Our listeners are very grateful for you. And we'll speak again real soon. Okay. Take All care, right. everybody. Wonderful. Stay safe and healthy. Thank you. Stay safe. Bye. Uh, bye. 
And uh, for my civic duty, I decided, and myself and a few of my colleagues, were setting aside some time to speak to people who are struggling. So during the day, and not on the show, but you know, during during my daytime, in between other things that I'm doing. Um, but I, we are going to be offering like 15-minute consultations, talking, helping people through this. So if you want me to call you or one of my colleagues to call you, then uh, email me with your phone number. Tell me how you're doing. Give me your phone number. And uh, somebody will get back to you within, I would say, 24 hours. So uh, email me to Lori at drlaurie.com l-e-u-r-i-e at d-r-l-a-u-r-i-e so i'm offering um my time and and uh, some of my colleagues are offering their time as well just to help you get through this uh if if you have no access to other um mental health uh, uh you know, uh, resources, but I do want to give you a phone number. The Canadian mental health association has a website, crisisservicescanada.ca, and they have a phone number. So if you are in crisis, you can call 1-866-277-3553. Five, three. And don't forget, you can always contact me as well, Lori at drlori.com. Thank you all for spending your time with me. I wish you uh, health and safety above all else. Uh, thank you to our technical producer, Dustin Kagan. Uh, again, you can connect with me on social media at drlori.com through my website, drlori.com. Uh, and you can also pick up all past podcasts. Now you've got time, you can listen to podcasts, so they're all up there for you. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion.